Welcome to Shared Instance, a podcast on iOS development by three iOS developers in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Sam Quarter. I'm Alex Argo. And I'm Alex Robinson. This is episode 124. All right, guys. So we had our first round of pre-orders. Did you guys get anything or did you sleep? Or both? I wish I would have slept, but I, I just got myself an Apple TV, so no phones here. Yeah, I woke up, got an Apple TV, and then had a little t- hard time getting back to bed, so that Friday morning was kind of rough for me. I just slept in. He <laughs> <laughs> can do that. Yep. What about you, Alex? I ended up getting a new watch, so I had the Series Zero and uh, I actually have a project I needed in an LTE watch to do some testing with. So I got one of the new ones. So you were able to justify it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got a legitimate use case for it. I'm not too crazy about the $10 a month uh, carrier fees. That seems a bit high to me for as frequently as I'm likely to use it. So I don't know if I'll keep the service plan or not. Yeah, it seems like if you were a runner, it would make sense. Other than that, I don't know when people don't have their phones with them. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, like I, I, it's probably just simpler to track it that way. Every SIM is, you know, $10, you know, added device. But at the end of the day, like I'm using the same amount of data. It's, it's a shared data plan. So it seems like $10 per device seems a bit, bit high to me, but. You know, we'll see. Maybe if people make enough noise, we'll we'll see a, a different pricing uh, model. I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> well, uh, T-Mobile was on launch. It was going to be 3G speeds on the watch at the same price. And uh, uh, within a day, they reverted that. Well, they saw what everybody else was doing. But yeah. Yeah. T-Mobile should, doesn't like to be the worst off. They they like to be like, oh, uh, AT&T and Verizon suck. We're awesome. So yeah. it just takes one of them, like a T-Mobile, to say, hey, you know what? You're paying for the data, not for the SIM card. <laughs> We're not even going to charge you. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if that'll happen, but it's not even really a SIM card, right? Some it's a micro... virtual SIM card, yeah, uh, which means. You know, you can't just swap a SIM card out. It also means if you go to another country, it's not going to work. But on the other hand, trying to fit a, even a nano SIM in those things would be just a pain. I can, I can entirely understand why they did it. The oh, yeah, absolutely. Thing. It's not a bad idea, in my opinion, I'm not knowing any of the technical details. But, like, you know, the SIM cards, to some degree, are a bit antiquated. Well, yeah, I think Apple is... Somewhat, somewhat moving away from the, those kinds of things. You know, it's another physical thing, another place for water to get into. And, you know, you have to swap the SIM cards out now at the switch carriers or when you give the phone to somebody else. In some ways, that's convenient, but. Yeah, I'd I, don't say, I, I don't mind that part. That's actually nice to be able to just pop your SIM card out, put it into a test device and see how that thing performs on cell carrier networks. That's, that's actually handy. Yeah, that is. Well, maybe I'm coming down against the idea of the built-in SIM now. <laughs> talk, talk me into it. 
Well, we'll see. It definitely saves in space. Um, you know, some some of the Android Wear devices have had uh, LTE built in for a while now, uh, and those are fairly bulky. And I think they have a physical SIM card, at least some of them. So I'm I'm sure a lot of this was motivated by space. So uh, the new iPhone. There's a lot of people. I guess in some ways you either love it or you hate it. I don't know if there's much of an in-between with this uh, this whole notch thing. I really, I almost would have expected the, the death of the home button to be a bigger issue, but it, this notch is kind of hurting people's eyes. Well, it definitely stands out. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to keep an open mind on it, but it, every time I look at a simulator image or something... It, it just reminds me of these rabbit ears. Think of it like this, Sam. Do you remember the Connect for Xbox and Xbox One and all that stuff? Yeah. They fit that into this little thing on our <laughs> phone now. That's essentially what that is. It's the exact same theory. They project little red dots and they measure it and all this stuff with their infrared camera. Oh, yeah. The face ID is, is totally cool. But could they not have just... Put that in a bezel above the screen. Well, so... Then it would have uh, a bezel. <laughs> right. Have, did either of you guys read uh, Marco's post about this? No. He, he called it courage, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> but uh, essentially, like, if they would have basically gave us, like, a, a forehead and a chin down at the bottom with with the, what has the notch in it now and maybe, like... Uh, they want it to be symmetrical, probably. So at the bottom, they would have had like a really skinny home bar or home bar, home button, whatever it would be. Then it would just look like a an Android phone. <laughs> yes. People right. are saying, oh, you know, in a couple of years, they'll be able to get rid of the notch. They'll be able to shove it into a small spot. But I, I think, you know, I, I think this is how they're going to differentiate their their phone going forward. It's going to be. Oh, the, the Apple's the one with the little notch at the top. Like, you know how they have their, they've had their little icon for the made for iPhone thing. And we saw this image in the HomePod leak of basically the silhouette with the notch out of it. And, and I think it would make sense that maybe that's kind of their identity for the, for the iPhone going forward. That's like how you know, oh, that, that's an iPhone. That's not this other, like the Samsung phone with like the, with a bottom and top thing or, or whatever. Right. What do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Do you buy that or you don't think so? Well, I definitely don't think the notch is going to go away anytime soon. They're putting a 12 megapixel camera inside of that thing. So for them to be able to, that, that camera has physical size limitations. You can only get it to be so small before you lose that, that fidelity. You either have to add a bezel or, um, I don't know how practical it would be to put it under the glass. That probably wouldn't really work. But you don't you don't think it makes sense from a branding perspective to have the notch be the thing that designates iPhone? Because they're they're not going to be able to use that that rounded rect with a circle in the middle, which is what they've been using. Is this is what means iPhone? Like in their made for iPhone packaging, that's the little logo. And uh, I mean, I guess they could. Definitely would is something that is differentiating, but just to be different, throw those little rabbit ears up there. 
I think the problem that people have with it is that it's people are used to these contiguous lines. They're used to squares for their screens or, you know, rectangles for the screens without rounded corners. And now we're getting this thing that is not exactly symmetrical to the eye because it has the notch in it and that your eyes are going to be drawn to that spot, but there's nothing there for you to see. Personally, I'm not as bothered by the aesthetics of it. Like, in fact, I was probably more bothered by the home bar at the bottom it just seemed like wasted space, uh, you know, from my perspective. But yeah, um, I still don't mind how the how the notch looks either. But it's it's once you rotate it and try and use it in landscape, use apps in landscape, you have this <laughs> kind of weird functional <laughs> issue. And like like you were saying, Sam, it's asymmetrical, so it depends on which landscape orientation you're using. Right. So as a developer, if you're a game developer, especially that's, you know, unplayable area under the notch and you've got to take into account that it could be on the left or the right. The functionality of it seems a little bit weird. The rounded corners I can live with, you know, Argo and I were chatting earlier today about, you know, what are the screenshots going to look like in the app store? And uh, right now, if you take screenshots in, uh, in the simulator, it's it cuts out the notch and and has a gray background with gray corner square corners uh, behind the the rounded corners. So I I'm not sure what the what it's going to be like when we do screenshots from the phone. Maybe yeah, I'm really not sure. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like in the, video the and stuff like that. Like, what's it going to yeah. do? Yeah, what is the expectation going to be that we cut the corners off, or you know, cut the top and bottom off? And then we're right. kind of back to this, like, we have this extra screen space, but it's not really functional screen space. I don't know. Or you, you take all your screenshots with the the Plus phone and, and not worry about the, the notch phone. Could be, but, you know, they have to sell this, this notch, you know, this uh, premium notch phone. Like, I, I think <laughs> they, they would want to, to push that more than anything, at least historically. You know, they yeah. usually the latest, greatest, biggest phone is the is the minimum that you're supposed to do. And then you can fill in the other phones if you really want to. Well, for game, for apps, it's not such a big deal because you know, the, the status bar is in the notch area anyway. So right. as long yeah, as if you you're using UI it. kit, you're probably yeah. fine at also, if you don't care about landscape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. With landscape, you get kind of this weird margins on the left and the right. And there's a few interesting uh, uh, hacks that or animated GIFs that people have posted to, you know, show content or scroll bars going around <laughs> the notch. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. There's also a few open source projects already on GitHub to kind of hide the notch by... Uh, basically putting rounded corners lower down with a black background. So it looks like a plain old status bar. Yes. Which is actually something that is explicitly called out as something you're not supposed to do in the, the, the updated HIG. So Granted, that's just, they're just guidelines. So you won't be rejected for it, but no, probably not. Yeah. 
if you want to take your chances, then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although there's some of Apple's apps that have not embraced a notch. I saw some, there's some screenshots of the music app and you know how that they have a card that you pull up from the bottom. Yeah. They're basically just blacking out the status bar and doing the exact same kind of card metaphor that they had before. So even yeah. Apple isn't explicitly following the embrace the notch guideline. Right. So like well, the notch kit open source, it, basically it's a card view. Yeah. Um, so it has kind of the same feel, but it does have the rounded corners at the bottom as well. The, the notch kit one that I linked to in our show notes is actually it uses a uh, UI window, a custom sized UI window. Hmm. It's, it's an interesting implementation to look at. I would, I would recommend that much, using See, it for that much. I don't know if I'd go any further. And he even explicitly calls it out in his readme. Yeah, he basically says, use this if you don't think you want to embrace the notch. And then you'll put your app in this and you'll be like, oh, maybe I should. But, I, I mean, looking at the screenshot, it looks like an Android phone. Just like, just the shape of the window and stuff. And that little, the home indicator at the bottom. It looks like a Galaxy S8. Yeah, maybe they're afraid Samsung's gonna sue for for Apple getting rid of the home button <laughs> and going edge to edge. Yeah, it may not just be branding reasons. It may be, yeah. I mean, they've had issues but, when Samsung and every, everyone tried to copy them. So, yeah, if they, if they stay different, then <laughs> it's it's hard to to copy them. I don't know. It may not just be, yeah, it may not just be like, this is what we want our, our recognizable thing to be. They, they want some legal protection too. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. Could be. I, I don't know. I feel like in some ways. Maybe not. Just, yeah. <laughs> in some ways, I think they're just trying to be cute. We have this notch. It's going to take out the space in the phone no matter what. We can maximize our screen real estate by shoving the, the clock and other status bar elements up into this little cramped space yeah. and then call it good. So we, as developers, we have a lot more space for our content and that's a, a bonus. It's just, we kind hmm. of do <laughs> <laughs> not no, as we, much as it, as there is screen. That's, that's kind of the weird part, but I mean, I, I think it actually kind of looks nice in portrait mode with the, the status bar content up there. And I don't know if you noticed the activity indicator instead of having the little spinning circle. It's a line that goes back and forth. Hmm. No, I haven't. So I haven't done a whole lot with the, the simulator yet. Uh, most of what I've done is update the app that I'm working on for my current client to actually make it work on uh, the, the iPhone 10. The, this client, they happen to use a whole bunch of custom uh, bars and, and views and things. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have a pseudo tab bar that they created. They have a uh, bottom bar that is like a, that they use for uh, news articles. It's kind of like the, the news app. I mean, it looks really similar to the news apps bottom bar. Uh, but these things are not actually, uh, <laughs> if you use Apple's custom or Apple's stock things like the tab bar and, and the bottom bar, 
those work around the the little um we call it the home indicator this the swipe what is that thing at the bottom of the screen it's your it's a bar that indicates you can swipe up with it it's the <laughs> home indicator it's okay swipe zone yeah well that thing there um apple's apple's ui kit bars tab bar nav bar bottom bar uh, those all realize that this thing is there uh, yeah, but, they just put like dead space at the bottom, right? So you, yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, tab bars are taller with a little dead space underneath the icons. Um, bottom bars, I believe, are similar, and so I'm having to go through and uh, make our custom bottom bars work similarly. And the joy of it too is that I can't always, you know, our apps go back to iOS nine. So I can't just say, show me the safe insets and let me use these or something like that. Um, I have to actually uh, look at the bottom layout guide and the bottom layout guide has a value, a certain a number associated with it. But the, the joy of it is that that number is zero until view did layout subviews is called. So in view did layout subviews, I have to then get the number, the value of that bottom, uh, the bottom layout guide, which is on a regular phone, it's zero always, but on the, uh, iPhone 10, it's some number like 40 or 60 or something. And from there, I can take that and, and offset my bar content. Is this programmatic UI layout? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have heard that if you're using storyboards, it just works, but I it have does not... work a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have not verified that. So, is there um, a reason, Sam, you couldn't just make the the custom bar just taller and then position it so that it's, it's yeah, you know, a certain distance above the whatever the the guide, the guide is, and then just not have to worry about um, what the size of the guide is and do different things based on it. Well, what I need to do is take those bottom bars and make them taller by how far that, that, uh, home indicator thing is off the screen. So if my bottom bar is, uh, let's say 44 pixels tall on a regular phone, it needs to be something like 80 pixels or 60 pixels tall points tall on yeah. the 10. And, but the bar still has to extend all the way to the bottom because I don't want this like a dead white space or something underneath it. And is, so I, is there like some specific graphic that's like a gradient or something? Because I'm just thinking you have it always extended and then it just gets clipped at the bottom if it's on a non 10 phone. I mean, just, it's just off screen. Yeah. That way you don't have to like worry about the size. You just say, okay, draw this, you know, 44 points above the. The safe area. So I'm it may not, not be any simpler. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm not actually drawing it above the safe area. I'm I'm drawing in the safe area right. at all times. But without the, without this code to make the bars taller, the home indicator uh, obscures the content in these custom tab bars and these right. uh, other bottom bars. 
Yeah. Now, one thing that you have going for you is that the iPhone 10 starts at iOS 11, so you know you could use that as a as a, a trigger for aligning it differently or sizing it differently. Yeah. Well, in this case. Yep. So I, I originally, when I started off doing this, I wrote a little category to slap on UI view controller to give me the, the safe layout guide. If it, then I would use like a, a custom one if it was on anything lower than iOS 11 and then just pass back the real one in iOS 11. And this is obviously based off of, uh, objective C code because it's so much easier to do that. But, um, I didn't need it because I was trying to make these bars taller instead of floating above the home, the home indicator. So if I, if I wanted it to float above the home indicator, I could have used those safe insets or safe layout guides. But in this case, I needed to go all the way down to the bottom of the screen and yeah. kind of pin, pin their content towards the top of the bar instead of centering it like it, they were doing. It's, it's really, it's it's menial, trivial work. It's just a little takes a little bit of effort to figure out what needs yeah. to happen. There's I was a lot of different ways that, to skin that cat, but yeah. I was also yeah. thinking if you set the background color of the containing view controller or window, that that would be what what color you'd see at the bottom. And that could it, work too. But I haven't tried that out. It's so far um, the big app that I work on, you know, there's a couple minor like positioning things with like heads up display, you know, kind of messaging and, and uh, some overlays. But other than that, it's worked surprisingly well on the iPhone 10 simulator. Yeah. Um, we also have some issues where we have actual graphics or pictures in the background on some of our screens, uh, particularly like a, an onboarding screen. And the 10 is just so much taller than the other phones. So there's this nice big like inch tall black gap <laughs> underneath yeah. these pictures. So that's, that's not something you can do. You know, can take care of in code without sacrificing some clipping or something on the sides or bottom, but right. that's a graphic designer issue at this point. But fun stuff. You know, that that Apple uh there's a Apple released some videos. I think Argo you mentioned this last week. And that's so I went and uh checked this out. And it was the designing for iPhone ten and Yep. It it's uh what maybe like a fifteen, twenty minute long video and it covers pretty much everything you need to know. Yeah, they're pretty short, um, and and there's a developing for iPhone 10 as well, so you can get through both videos in under half an hour, I believe. Depends on how fast you watch them. So what? yeah, <laughs> you watch it in like 1.5x speed or something. Then I think a Alex's statement holds true. He said under 30 minutes. So <laughs> regardless, it'll be under 30 minutes. <laughs> Unless you slow it down, then yeah, I, I guess if you're gonna watch it half X and listen to Apple talk, yeah, uh, you're totally gonna screw up our 
listeners that use the rig, the speed sense and oh, they'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm not worried about them. <laughs> so can yeah. we talk about landscape a little more? Cause the notch in portrait, you know, it's kind of annoying. Um, in a landscape, it's more annoying cause you've got a very unsymmetric sides. Uh, but the home indi- home indicator is the worst. I guess maybe it's just because I have a game and the main way you interact with it is swiping from the bottom. Um, And that home indicator when you're in landscape basically takes up half of the screen. So it's just, it's just like a giant waste of space that you can't use for UI. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. That's my really my only complaint about you know, this iPhone 10 stuff. The other stuff is simple. You know, you just shift some stuff, a couple pixels here or there. You know, okay, you don't clip the corners or whatever, but that really screws up our app. <laughs> I think I mentioned this last time. Even the Sky demo that they had, I feel like some of the controls were clipped by the notch and, and they probably the home bar as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so even though we, you know, we have edge to edge, no bezel, it's not really functional area for the most part. And, and with games, it's going to be very noticeable. Yeah, and in the the videos that Sam was talking about, the designing for iPhone ten one, they mentioned this thing called edge protection. And maybe by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have figured out how to do it, but I cannot for the life of me figure out how to turn that on. So basically, to make it like, Control Center was, uh, you know, on iOS 7 through 10, where you have to swipe up once to get the thing to show up at all, and then you swipe up again uh, to actually, you know, activate the home button. Um, but I, they, they said it's a thing that's there, and I cannot figure out how to do it. I can figure out how to hide the home indicator um, in the in the way you do if you're making, like, a video app. So it basically just disappears slowly, and then every time you interact with the screen, it pops back up but I cannot find the edge protection thing. So if any of our listeners know, hit us up in the Slack and, and tell me what I'm, what I'm missing. But yeah, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel sorry or bad for people that are dealing more with uh, games that definitely want some kind of regular size screen, regular dimension screen, things that go full screen, uh, even video. Yeah. Who wants to watch a video where part of your screen is part of the actual video is being taken out by that notch? Yeah. I'm not, like if you're actually watching a movie, you know, how much of the movie are you missing? Yeah. Although I guess with movies being 17 by nine and the form factor of the 10 being a lot more than that, it's probably not so, so much of an issue. Yeah, they're probably letterboxed anyway, aren't they? I would think so. Yeah, they're letterboxed one way or the other. If it's uh if it's like a movie, like HD TV content is sixteen by nine right now, but uh movie content is there's normally like on your iPhone seven there'd be black bars at the top and bottom because it's longer. So I think for mm. like an actual like cinematic movie that played in movie theaters in theory, this is better minus that whole notch thing, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. 
Yeah, I just watch movies on my tablet, not so much on my phone. So I'm not too worried about that part. Yeah. I think ultimately we'll get used to it and, and move on and uh, game developers will figure out how to work around it or yeah, Apple will make it easier for game developers somehow. Or, or they will go away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now, if you don't have your... Uh, if you don't have your launch nib, it's not going to support the bigger screen anyway. Oh, but it's in landscapes. It's horrible. There's basically black bars on the left, right and the bottom. Oh, really? On the bottom, too? Yeah. If you're wow. a landscape only. Yep. That's how it how it works, because they need the bar on the bottom for the home indicator that takes up that whole chunk of the screen. So oh, I didn't you really oh. don't want to be in that scenario. I didn't even think about that. I, was, I don't know why, I just assumed it yeah, was on if you're the doing, side, so, but yeah, that I, makes sense. I've, yeah, I've got a feeling that there's a lot of apps that may support landscape and portrait now that they may just be like, I know how to fix this. Uncheck landscape. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I mean, that's that's the easy way to do it. Yeah. And there's not much downside because landscape kind of sucks on the iPhone 10. Maybe you have some, you know, plus users that like landscape, but most of the landscape only features in a, in a plus I've not been super impressed with either. So it might, may, may not even be worth it. Just do portrait for phone apps. Yeah. I think games and, and video seem to be the primary use case for true. Yeah. I care about video, but yeah. Is the, um, the content, the, Size classes are they the similar to the iPhone Plus, the Plus size iPhones when you rotate? Nope. It's no, still no. compact. That it's way, still compact, compact. Yeah, because yeah, you get the big margins. <laughs> I think it's because yeah, you guess... have the big margins, and they don't want to have like a split screen. Like if you had a split view controller, it would be split screen, and that just probably wouldn't work in the end. Although right. I think if you if you like ignore the the part with the ears and the part with the home indicator. The usable points is still like vertically. There's more than there are on a on a plus phone, so it, you don't that, have as much vertical space though. And then you have that home indicator at the bottom to contend with too. So maybe maybe all that stuff combined. I, I think it's probably more the vertical space, which is why they don't let you do the split view controllers. Honestly, especially if you have a tab bar, it would look ridiculous. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well, it's all going to play out. And like you said, Argo, I think eventually with time, this thing's all just going to be smoothed over in our heads. And you know, it's going to be kind of like the when they took away the physical home button, people don't really complain about that anymore. And they're used to it. I don't really notice my touch bar on my Mac Pro anymore. <laughs> it's there, but it, it doesn't bother me. I just don't see it. So. These people either are going to embrace it and I don't know, but people are either going to, they're going to love it or they hate it, but eventually the haters are just going to get used to it or switch to Android, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or they'll keep buying the plus size phones or so. So how long do you guys think it will be before Apple rejects apps that are not optimized for iPhone 10 January, February? Oh, you think that's soon? <laughs> wow. 
I feel like last time it was not not so much the new phone, but six months roughly when they started requiring the latest Xcode. I think Although Xcode you, 7 got dropped within six months. But you can build with Xcode 9 and not have your app optimized for for iPhone 10. Right. So I, I don't know how quickly they push it for 10. Like we had a but similar scenario when the, ex- when the uh, iPhone 5 came out and also when the 6 and 6 Plus came out, you know, how they, at first it was, you know, you had the black bars right. that made it look like the old phone, but then the 6 and 6 Plus, I don't think they cared about as much because they would just blow up the screen. It would just kind of look goofily blurry. It was easy to shame people into updating yeah. those apps, too. Yeah. Well, this one, I'm sure this one will be easy to shame people. <laughs> but, yeah, I I don't know. I th- I think it'll be like a year or two before they require us to do it. But I could be wrong. Maybe Apple's more aggressive than that because they want people to to enjoy their fancy apps on their fancy new phone. I, th- I think it'll be more than six months before we have to embrace the the 10 um but maybe within a year but it'll be interesting to see what the sales are like you know the starting price of, of the iphone 10 is is already pretty high so i i don't know what percentage of the market's going to have the new phone right away yeah there's people are doing all this work and it's especially at first just going to be a pretty small percentage you're right it's funny to think about that i mean most people that i've talked to and in technical people it seems like the motivation is more for the camera um you know that that's probably the reason i'm going to buy it is not so much that i'm taking photos but having the the depth mode for portrait and the dynamic lighting the dual front facing camera you know, kind of all those features, AR kit, AR based apps are going to be better on that device. And you get the bigger screen without necessarily the, the, the plus size phone, if that makes sense. You know, the, having to buy a plus to get, get the better camera is a bit much for some people. Yeah. But in yeah. this case, the, the plus for the good camera is cheaper than the 10. Although it doesn't have as good a camera as the 10 does. The 10 has the dual image stabilization, optical image stabilization. Right. Which probably is not super important unless you're a big photo buff, and then it's probably more important. It it definitely comes into play when you're trying to zoom. Uh, It's not such a big deal when you're uh, sitting on a still surface taking a picture, but maybe if you're zooming far away and your, you know, your hand jitters a little bit, then that helps. Or even if you're say on a boat and you're taking a video or then it helps a lot too. Well, on that note, I think that's about all the time we have left this week. So why don't you guys tell us where we can find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at AJ Robinson. And I'm on Twitter at Sam Corder. You can find me at Alex Argo, and the podcast is at Shared Inst on Twitter. Uh, if you want to join us in our Slack and chat about all your uh, iPhone 10 woes, uh, 
just go to chat.sharedinstance.com to get an invite. And we'll talk to you guys later.